Welcome to the Correct End Comedy Club! Tonight, we play clips from Brian O'Toole, Robbie Bonham, Stephen Mullen, and Mike Rice. Plus, Eddie joins us live from London, and we talk about the Dublin Airport Authority, or duh, filthy Irish terms, and was Joseph a neglected father? All right, this is a special episode of Cracking Comedy Life. Where are you, Eddie? I am in Brighton, sunny Brighton. Well, actually, I'm honest, I'm in London, but I'm what? going back and forth to Brighton. Oh, live from London. Eddie's over doing the Brighton Fringe for 10 days. 10 nights. Yeah. And how was last night's gig? Last night was very fun. It was uh, quite a broad spectrum of audience from like the age of 18 to 75. 75? So yeah, there was a group of like <laughs> six elderly folk who were in their 70s. They were great. And then there was like, middle-aged young couples it was just one of these real all sorts um and so jokes kind of not landing sometimes with the slightly older people in the audience what but they don't know about tiktok they don't, they, they don't play grand theft auto what's wrong with these people yeah um, they did it for real in their day they got in their ford t-bird or whatever and bloody went around yeah. driving over prostitutes in real life well, that's a good way to start the podcast. Uh, that's a reference <laughs> that's to a joke. Um, but they were, yeah, they looked like criminals, all right. Yeah, definitely elderly criminals. I wonder when does a, a, a crime, a life in crime, career in crime end when you hit yeah. your 70s? Do they have a, a pension plan? Do they go... The retirement all age. Right. Yeah. I think it's that, it's that one last job. You know, they do that. They come out mm -hmm. of retirement for one, so they're not, they're semi-retired until they have to come out of retirement for that one last job. And then they're yeah. retired. So they, they know they're not really retired unless they have that one last one. And then the good thing about old criminals is you can tell them all the way because they still wear the uh, the stripes, the the black and white stripes shirt and yep. the, uh, the black yep. mask like the Hamburglar. You know, because oh. <laughs> back in the movies, in the old <laughs> days and cartoons, they all just wore stripy shirts and uh, had a black mask around their eyes. So you can tell them all the way. And the the, yeah. the the satchel or the sack with the uh, dollar sign on it. That's yeah, how you can tell only, the old uh, people. If only criminals these days could signal to the public that if, they're criminals. Yeah, it's different now. It's a what is it? A black? Uh, what is the black shiny puffy jackets or grey hoodies? Yeah, but you can't generalize. Then there could be a charity worker in a grey hoodie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just never know. A chugger, a real mugger, a chugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. So it's the, the clips we're going to play today, most of them are from last night's show. So this is good. So Eddie will be hearing them for the first time as well. But he, he knows all the comics and all that. But um, yeah, it was, it was it was rammed last night, Eddie. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm holding down the Ford okay. Nothing collapsed <laughs> yeah. you're holding down the fort very well last night monday normally like kind of half full two-thirds full you rearrange the seats to make it feel a bit full but mondays are a bit quiet i leave to brighton and uh it's a sold out show on a monday what's yeah, going man. on 70 people or something like jam-packed they're like in the, in the room that we have that's that's the capacity yeah you, and it was you, you sent me a photo almost kind of gloating Look how full it is, Eddie, without you. Uh, <laughs> it's like, am I jinxing the club? Should I just move away and the club will just be full all the time? I don't know. Oh, and do you know what? 
because the the dilemma with the airport, the Dublin airport, there was people in the oh. audience that had missed their flight, and there was these oh, these are, I was talking to these German lads, and they went to the airport three hours early for a domestic flight because they're German, they're efficient, they know what's going on. Three hours early is is more than ample usually for a normal airport, mate. And they said they were waiting. They didn't even get near the terminal. The queue was out the door down the street. If you're listening to this and you're not uh, from Ireland or in Ireland, there's um, well, was it on Saturday? Oh, Sunday, there was a queue in Dublin airport. Normally, the queue for the security just goes like, they have like a section inside the airport. It's normally like, whatever, 20-minute wait, normal airport stuff. For some reason, it went all around the airport, every part of the inside, and then outside the airport onto the the road, yeah. and then all the way down that road. They had to block off the road. Down to the roundabout. So, down to the roundabout. Down to the That's how long. <laughs> If you, if you looked on O'Connell Street, you start you going to the spire. There is a queue to the airport. People thought they were queuing uh, for McDonald's on Henry Street. It turns out it was for airport security in sorts. That junkies, junkies thought they were getting a free meal, but uh, no, they were flight to Germany. They were queuing up to get their boarding passes and uh, checking luggage. <laughs> it was uh, the 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 guys last night. The German blokes were saying it was uh, seven hundred meters like you know nearly a kilometer long the queue a kilometer wow. long it's crazy town and then also they'd heard like it's all been radios and newspaper and all this sort of stuff so this podcast will probably go out a week after all this happened but they'll probably still be talking about it how do you fix an airport overnight so they were they said uh, this guy on the new you know they always talk bollocks it was like oh and because everyone was complaining about how filthy it was as well you know the toilets and everything's just there's just rubbish everywhere it was like uh, the day before electric coming. picnic. It was like electric picnic. Like the last day. <laughs> yeah, on a toilets. They, they brought in portaloos from electric picnic just to make <laughs> <Yeah>. it worse. <laughs> it looked like Glastonbury in there. Everyone's lying around, drinking out of paper cups. So they, they should have got. They should have gotten buskers from Grafton Street to come to the airport to make it more palatable. You know, that would have made it at least like a bit of a festive vibe. Oh, Get man. a few buskers in the could airport. Could have done a that gig be... down at the airport there. Like, the Crackden Dublin Airport queue. <laughs> <laughs> Captive audience, they're not going anywhere. They're like, who's going to Marbella? <laughs> or are they? You know, and then do bits about that. Where do you think you're traveling to today? You know, you could do all that. And the, the guy uh, on the radio, as I was saying, he, um, he goes, he says something ridiculous like, uh, this is, he's like, hmm. Well, the reason why it's so filthy is because we've had to put uh, more staff onto security and focus more on that. And you're going, it's a different job set. It's a different skill set. Are you telling me <laughs> you're getting the toilet cleaners to come and do security? <laughs> like he's wa- they're waving you down with a toilet brush instead of a metal detector. What, is that? what does that even mean? A, a guy they're there, they're there that. opening your bag, looking at it, going, this bag is filthy. When's the last time you washed this bag? Yeah. <laughs> all, they, all they do is give They just hand it back to you. It's full of knives and guns. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Just polish <laughs> that gun. Yeah, polish that gun. Yeah, yeah. Put it back in there. It's filthy. Just standing there with a mop, just hitting people that look like terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. That was chronic. My mum, because I, 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 on Saturday, I got a flight uh, to London Gatwick and... Uh, the queue was it, was, it was crazy then, but it wasn't like, it was it was about an hour and a half, I'd say, the queue. It was all inside wow. the airport, like uh, jammed. And I had never seen anything like that, but it wasn't Sunday, one kilometer queue. But on Saturday, so I, I was like, it was, it was half an hour or 40 minutes until my flight. So I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely gonna miss it. So I quickly bought a fast pass thinking, I've got, you know, you ever get a fast pass? It's like you're two minutes into security and you're done. The fast pass took 25 minutes. 
that was the eight euro to get Man. the fast pass and i was still just then stuck again in a queue that's a normal size for an airport good lord whatever's going on but then my mom sent me a message well over a thousand people have reported so there's probably double that have missed their flights yeah and uh i you know and, and my mom was like isn't that sh- it's just terrible people's days have just been, people's holidays have been ruined well i'm glad to hear you know bad for them good for the crackdown five more sets oh, no. uh... <laughs> we had a couple of german blokes miss their flight come into the crate i'll just stand there with a big placard come to the crackdown tonight if you miss your flight we'll laugh about it we'll make fun of ryanair we'll make fun of the daa which is the dublin airport authority i don't know what it's called da the du- but isn't it funny daa dublin airport something or other uh that's just if you spell it out it's just like duh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were working today daa we don't how can you not that airport's been there for decades man 100 years is it there's no they, don't, they still fucking don't know what's going on with people trying to get onto an airplane mm-hmm. <laughs> right okay we got some comedians we got oh, some yeah, comedians we, we got it oh yeah just quickly if this happens again here's a little tip because before the pandemic i was uh i flew every week and i was in the airport i know the dublin airport quite well so if the if if the terminal one is way worse than terminal two, a lot of the time it is because that's where Ryanair fly out from and all the you know the no frills. Go to terminal two. You can check in that way, and then once you're through security, you can walk around to terminal one through the other side. So just do that. That's what I usually do. But how, or you can walk within actual the airport's yeah. kind of grounds. You're inside. Yeah. Ah. So, so if it wouldn't have helped anyone yesterday, it was all crazy. But then if it is. If, if the queue in Terminal 1 is nuts, just be like, oh, I'm going to just do it. And it's a nicer airport. So Terminal 2 are, and Terminal 1 are actually connected inside. Yeah. So it wasn't just you like climbing through ventilation shafts to <laughs> yeah, get back yeah. into... I just... John McLeaned it through to Terminal 1 from Terminal 2. No, no, it's... A, you could, and then sometimes they'll go, you know, you're in Terminal 1. Just You just say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get something in the shop through this duty-free and then just walk through. And mm-hmm. it's worked to me every single time. So there's a little tip if you're going to Dublin Airport and Terminal 1 is crazy and Terminal 2 is nice. Another tip if you're going flying, bring your own sandwiches. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bring your own sandwiches to whatever terminal. Oh, yeah. And there's the bottles of water that you, it's donation of a euro, you know. But they don't oh, check. The donation. The they donation. don't check. Who's donating a euro? Put a, uh, put a washer in there. Put a washer in there. Grab a bottle of water. They took your bottle. Stuff some, stuff some tissue into the... <laughs> One euro donations spit. that no one checks. Fluid for fluid. Spit into the coin slot. <laughs> Urinate <laughs> into the bucket of coins. Ooh, I need to <laughs> While you drink one of their bottles. <laughs> oh, I'm dehydrated now that my fluid is gone. I need more. Yeah, fill up. <laughs> Luckily, no one's checking this. No one's checking it. Just thumb your w- willy into the coin slot and have a wee. And then Does anyone actually pay that euro? Does anyone? I've seen a few people. When I when I have paid it, I, I hold it up everywhere like Mr. Bean so everyone can see that I'm doing it correctly and clink it in. But then I'll take three bottles of water. Oh, you cheeky, <laughs> you cheeky monkey. No, I don't do that. I'm a very good boy. I don't steal. All right. Yeah, yes, that's right. Comedians. We had uh, Brian O'Toole last night. It was great. And uh, this bit, Eddie, he's talking about, you know, when he went to London and he was in a chipper. Yeah, when you go drinking, you always see weird things. Like, I was in London recently. Any English in? Okay, cool, yeah. Now, a lot of Irish people give to English shit because you deserve it. Well, no, I'm defending you, okay? I like the English a lot. I'm not afraid to say that. I lived in London for a while. I had a great time in London. Like, I was in London one time in the chipper. It's about late, late at night. I was a bit drunk, okay? 
and this girl walked in, no shame, okay, but she's wearing a low-cut top and one of her tits fell out. <laughs> These things happen, okay? Gravity is not your friend sometimes. So one of her tits fell out, and instead of being all embarrassed or ashamed, just went, she didn't call the police, uh, she just went, she looked down, her, her tit fell out, instead of like being ashamed, she looked down and went, oh, ta-da! <laughs> I was like, you are awesome. You are an inspiration. And that's why I like the English. That's what I'm saying. 800 years of oppression, one tit. We're even now. Hey, Brian O'Toole. Great. So she was she was a, a magician. Yeah. And now one tit will appear. <laughs> ta-da. Yeah, ta-da. She probably got free chips for that. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I love that. Eight hundred years of oppression. One tit. We're even now. England, grey stuff. It's not. It's not uncommon. An old sneaky tit goes ta da. <laughs> have you Have you noticed? That, you have you seen this in the? Have you know? Have you ever seen this in your lifetime? Oh yeah. And, just... and men like will remember every single one of those boobs that they've seen just unexpectedly. I remember all of them. You just yeah. remember them. It's It's just a pleasant surprise. It is a ta-da. Yeah, like, fair play to her for fair play to her for uh, calling it for what it is. It's a magic trick. Ta-da! Everyone's delighted, and then we all move on. It's God's gift. I mean, I don't know how, you know, how religious I am, but when you see a boob, you do believe in God. Yeah, you know, you like, they like it's like seeing an angel through a cloud when you see one boob. <laughs> nah, not all of them. Not oh, some of the ones I've seen. All right, he's um, like, geez, that angel was uh, that's a long dress. <laughs> That was a droopy angel. That was an old droopy angel. Hey, droopy or no, I love angels. I love angels. Big, Um, shiny angels, small angels, all angels. They're all angels. They're all angels. They're all angels, man. They're all angels. And then um, speaking of angels, Robbie Bonham was on last night. (laughs) Robbie Bonham's great, man. He's great. And um, he's been going years in the the circuit. In the circuit. I've known him yonks. And uh, here's him talking about... uh, Alcoholism. Do you know how hard it is to find out if you're alcoholic in this fucking country? <laughs> the standard here is not that high. You've got to mess up really badly to be pulled up by another Irish person about your drinking. You know what I mean? Oh, Rob, come on, your, your drinking's getting a bit sloppy. Or I want to fucking carry you home every fucking Saturday night, you know, and just it's a pain in the We think maybe you need to fucking just cut drink out of your life altogether. Sure, come on down the pub. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. I did, I, I did, this is my first gig actually sober. Well, my first since the lockdown. Uh, thank you. I was expecting at least the Americans to clap that. No, no. Oh, thank you. Relax, relax. It's California sober. Um, no, it's it's uh, it's, all, it's this is also my first year gigging without my foreskin. I I may discuss that if if uh, if my jokes aren't quite getting the laughter that I want. It's up to you, really. It's whether we we get to it. It's. Uh, it was surgery, by the way. Like it wasn't an accident or that. And I just, it's as I say, it's very hard. Here's the problem: where are the Americans? The the problem with Alcoholics Anonymous is that it's designed by Americans for Americans. There's a very big difference between an Irish rock bottom and an American rock bottom. 
You know, an American rock bottom could be something as simple as, oh, I had two glasses of beer last night and I peed on my neighbor's lawn. I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm going to have a make amends and shit. Move state. In Ireland, you can have killed two people before, <laughs> before you have to admit to yourself that your drinking might be affecting your, your judgment in life. It's not a... Not a big deal. <coughs> they gave me a leaflet to see if I was alcoholic. 20 questions of, 20 yes or no questions. And apparently, if you answer yes to three of them, you're alcoholic in America, <laughs> right? As I say, we're Ireland. The first two questions is shit. Every single Irish person here does. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're alcoholic. Question one was, have you ever drank on your own? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you know. Nothing wrong with drinking on your own. You, you might have a bottle of Wicked where they're getting ready to meet your friends on a Saturday night, you know, or a couple of pints before a job interview. Doesn't st steady the nerves. Doesn't mean you have a problem. When you hear question two, and America, you will hear, I know there's actually only four Irish people here, but you'll hear this. Que you'll hear this laughter. Question two, this got onto a leaflet into Ireland. Have you ever missed work because of drink? <laughs> we only work to pay for the fucking drink. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, me drink is affecting me work. Trust me, if you, if you gave up drink today, you could leave your job by Monday and pursue your dream to do stand-up comedy. Hey, Robbie Bonham, not an alcoholic, or maybe, I don't know. I'll, we probably all are, but Robbie Bonham, excellent stuff. And the Americans in Great. there were, I love it when Americans hear a bit of truth and they're like, oh yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we do take the drinking thing a bit too much. Since Prohibition, they still have a weird thing. Can't drink till you're 21. It's just too much, isn't it? Anyway, so uh, yeah, back to uh, Brighton. Eddie, how's Brighton going the last few days? Um, yeah, Brighton's, Brighton's great. Um, so the first show I did, it was, it was funny. There was a, a couple in the audience. She was German. He was English. That's progress. And <laughs> then she, she was, an, how they met, she's now an actress, but she was an air hostess when they met, and he's a pilot, right? Oh, yeah. So I was chatting away to them. Uh, while well, I was on stage and they were whatever. And um, so she was like, oh yeah, we, we, and I was like, did you meet in the air? And they were like, yeah. I was like, that's so romantic. Uh, are you in the Mile High Club? And uh, they are in the Mile High Club. Of course they are. <laughs> at, Hang on, while he was like, flying, while he was flying the plane. In in the cockpit, yeah. Wow. They they kind of gave us, gave us the inside scoop. Uh, at first she was like, no, have you seen the toilets in air, in airplanes? No way. And I was like, I'm not talking about toilets. And then she was like, yeah, well, okay, once in the cockpit. And the crowd went wild. It's it's crazy when, like, the crowd loved it, you know. It's crazy when uh, something, like, you get a bit of a story about something a bit sexy. The crowd go wild. It's like people love hearing horny stories or people love hearing, like, a bit of dirt. They're like, yeah, go on, do yeah. it again in the cockpit. Go on, get up in the plane. I was like, all right, everyone calm down. That's where the cockpit got his name, I'm guessing. Oh, that's it. The Mile High Cup. Let's go into that pit. What are they going to call it? I'll show you. <laughs> What's the, the, full of the tit pit or the cup? 
Yeah, and, and, and who would have thought like something so private that happened with the two of them, and now everyone in this room knows about it and it's cheering. Like it's good. It's a, it's a good. Yeah. It's a good happy ending. <laughs> healthy, healthy sharing. Healthy sharing. That's great. Hey, funny enough about uh, Germany, um, I'll, 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 I'll play a couple of. This is me meeting the audience last night in the crack den. So um, I start. I, I go, "Where are you from?" And there was these very excited Germans. I talk about that, and then um, I ask this American couple. I go, "Where that? Where'd you meet?" And then they met at school, and I go, "How'd you meet?" And then they answer that, and then the third. You go, then there's another American guy over on the side, cap backwards, red Adidas top. Um, and I go, what did you do? And it was just real funny. His, listen to his voice. He, he sounds, he looks exactly the way he sounds. So here we go, Germany. And then uh, a couple that met at school. And then, uh, and then the, uh, the dude. What other countries we got in? Germany. Oh, Germany. Wow. That's like, do you know, it's quite funny the times that we live in now. It used to be America would go, whoa, America. They're very quiet these days. <laughs> and now fucking Germany's like, Germany, you used to be the quiet ones. Huh? Isn't that weird? Germany, woo! All right. Russians are the bad guys now. We're cool. <laughs> we can be friends again. All right. Don't you love that? Don't you love that? Great, Germany. Where in Germany from? The south. The south, great. Go to Germany, head south. You'll find me. I'll stand there, wave. Head south, very efficient. And then you? You're from Philly. Philly! You're from Philly. And uh, where'd you meet? Grad uh, school. You met in grad school. Like school, uh, school sweethearts, is that it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, what, what happened? Like, how did you get together? Were you buddies first or what happened? Uh, we skipped class, went to a bar, and went to a bar. You skipped class, went to a bar. And that was it. And that was it. Fucking, that's what a story. <laughs> we're both unemployed now because we didn't get an education, but we're in love. <laughs> we bought a van together. We're on the dial. We do what we want. That's a great story. Good work. Uh, cool. Uh, those sweethearts, school sweethearts, is bumming around. And uh, speaking of bumming around, listen to this guy. This is the dude I mentioned. Uh, cap backwards, uh, red Adidas top, leaning right back in his stool, just sort of. Uh, very cruisy character. And um, what he was studying surprised me a little bit. Hey, man. I'm doing good. Doing good. What's your name? Uh, Hugh. Hugh? Where are you from? Uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> may I? May I? O-H? I-O. There you go. What do you do, man? Uh, I just graduated Ohio State, actually, this past spring. Man, feels like I'm in a movie right now. <laughs> 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 you just graduated from what was it? Uh, Ohio State University. Oh, yeah. O-H-I-O, that's where it's from. Yeah, I said that university. Yeah. And what'd you study? Uh, political science and history. And what are you going to do with that? Bum <laughs> around for a couple of years and go to law school. Oh, well, imagine, imagine this dude is a lawyer. Objection, your honor. This guy is dope. <laughs> Mates up on the fucking balconies going, yeah, man. Yeah, you tell him, bro. Yo. Yeah, you tell him, bro. Yo. Yeah, don't you take any shit from that guy. Johnny Depp is innocent, yeah. He's fucking innocent, man. Usually I'm on the side of the lady, but she's a fucking bitch. She's a liar. Yeah. We 
Hey, Hugh from Cleveland. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Love also, his, just, <laughs> his description of uh, like, what are you going to do after after studying that? And he was like, well, bum around for a few years and go to law school. They're like, they're like the two opposites. <laughs> like, who says that? I'm just yeah. going to, I don't care. I'm going to bum around. And then I'm going to get a PhD very quickly. Yeah. You know, it's such a, <laughs> such a quick turnaround. It's like, oh, you got a plan. You, you really want to bum around. And then you really want to go to law school. Yeah, I want to um, be a stoner and then a really serious businessman. <laughs> Straight after. Yeah, that was that was very funny. Well, I, I wonder, is there rules around, do lawyers have to dress? Because I know uh, solicitors in Ireland, they actually have to wear this silly, ancient, toga-looking thing. Have you seen solicitors walking around in Dublin and they're wearing these like long capes and they have the white, like fluffy collar thing. Yeah, they, they're obliged to wear that into court. But this guy's wearing a red Adidas top and a backward cap. Can he in America? Can can you just wear whatever you want in co- court? You know why not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you came in dressed like uh, the Dalai Lama, would people take you more seriously? Yeah, and and, and wise... he quoted quoted Buddha regularly <laughs> to really win the audience over. Come uh, in but dressed as a Buddhist, you know, the orange cloak. Or if you came in yeah. dressed like this Bru- man, this man is guilty of of murder. He, he murdered someone uh, last year on the fifth of June. It's like, well, as Buddha said, there is only the present moment. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so the fifth of June is now. Case dismissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, why, why do we have to dress in uh, silly garbs in court? Yeah, so I hope Hugh gets to wear his uh, just tracksuit and back 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 with baseball cap. It'd feel like a, a Bill and Ted movie, you know. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted become lawyers. You know, that'd be good. I'd watch that. Bill and Ted Four, that'd be great. Oh, cool, man. Oh yeah. So uh, Stephen Mullen was on Saturday night. So this is the night that Eddie flew to to Gatwick. So uh, he there was these three sisters we found out later from tyrone and uh i guess just with their northern irish accent uh stephen mullen just found them quite aggressive sounding are you the, where are you from adam sorry tyrone okay sorry oh someone else has piped up now just very more information now like so are you from tyrone madam as well yeah yeah see how aggressive they are they say tyrone like a fucking tiger Tyrone. Um, so you live in Dublin. Does anyone else feel the tension? Or is it just me? Like, I can't. <laughs> Your man's on. Look, look, everyone look around quickly, quickly. Look at him on his fucking phone, Googling Tyrone. Look at him. <laughs> I know what he's talking about, Tyrone. I don't know. Google Earth have no Tyrone. I'm just guessing where you're from just by the head. Yeah, I'm sorry. He could be from Cork. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, sir? <laughs> he's lost it. He's from Greece, is he? That, that's fucking... The PA from the evening, right, ladies and gentlemen, is Madame Tyrone. He's from Greece, and she's from Tyrone. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> so, um, anyway, Tyrone is, is a county in, in Greece. Come on, wakey-wakey, come on. I'm talking to you now. Come on, don't be like that. Greece, Tyrone is, is um, Northern Ireland, isn't it? You're, you're not you're not helping the matter, you're just piping in 
I'm talking to him and you're going, you're making us sound very fucking aggressive and we're not aggressive. Thank you very much. Right? Because we don't speak like that. He's from fucking Greece. She's from Chalk Farm. Get on with the show. Fuck me. How the fuck am I that aggressive? The red hand of Tyrone. My God. I don't know what you've whipped up here at all, Demo. Right fucking shower. So, so Greece. He's wiping his eyes. Come on, Greece. Wakey, wakey. Tyrone is, 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 in, is in Northern Ireland, and um, they're not aggressive. I didn't, oh, my God is right. She's going again now. Here we go. Fucking more, more unrequested information. Sure, any time, fucking pipe up. Sure, you're making the show now. Fuck my material. Sure, fucking you. Go on. Yep, them. Oh, don't laugh now. Come on. You're just the best footballers. There you go. That means fuck all to everybody else in the room who have no idea what you're talking about. They're talking about Gaelic football, right? Which, but I, I don't know if you've noticed that fucking the majority of the room isn't from fucking Ireland, so they have no clue what you're talking about. They think Gaelic is some kind of fucking homosexual uh, fucking way of making love to your boyfriend. And you're like, well, we're the best footballers. That's, the fucking, that's what's important right now. Do you hear that, Grace? Do you? What do, what do you teach, madam? The irony of that fucking accent. I teach English. Do you not understand me, Greece? The words that are coming out of my mouth. You are honest and f- aggressive, but honest. And that's what every man wants in a woman. Aggressive, but honest, you know? <laughs> like it's a positive. You fat fuck. You know? Thanks, madam. Um, aggressive, but honest. Ag- aggressive but honest. Steve Molinet with the three Tyrone sisters. Three Tyrone sisters. They're very funny. What was that? Oh, yeah, I just realised, yeah, that, 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 like, Gaelic does, if you're not from Ireland, does, it sounds like a, a different kind of sport. That's a good observation by Stephen. I mean, he mispronounced it. It's Gaelic, but he said Gaelic. Yeah. But I mean, it's a fine line. It's a fine line between uh, a a, a hurl and a stick and a hurl and an arsehole. (laughs) (laughs) Which is it? Yeah. yeah. You know, people limping away from the the pitch after a game of hurling. Like, you're not sure if they cracked their shin or got a hurl up their ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but like, because there's terms that you would have grown up with, Eddie, like names and stuff. That, yeah, if you heard it straight away, because it was Gaelic, obviously. Like, I know it's not pronounced that, but, you know, or you hear Gaelic, and then there's Gay Byrne, the legendary broadcaster. So, like, you just hear of Gay Byrne, Gaelic, and then Aer Lingus, which sounds filthy. Like, there's just all these things. You, you grow up with it, it sounds normal. But, yeah, you're going, geez, there's... Yeah, when, when I was f- four years old and I first heard the word Gaelic football, I my initial thought wasn't... Uh, a gay man licking another person, you know, because I was four, four years old. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, so to the to, to the trained ear, it's just a nice sport. But if you just come to Ireland and you're not four years old, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll have connotations. Yeah, yeah, big time. That's funny, nonetheless. To adults, to adults traveling around and visiting on, it's funny. Gay band, gay <laughs> lick, air lingus, it's all funny stuff. 
Good old simple puns. <laughs> they always win. Win, <laughs> win every time. Cool. We got one more clip. One more clip to play today. Mike Rice. Michael Rice from Cool Kenny. He's a, a regular here. I think he lives in London now. But like, you'd never know with Mike. He could be living anywhere. He's he, anywhere. There's comedy at. He just moves around, the, doesn't he? The the Roman Gypsy comedian. We call him. <laughs> Uh, no one calls him that no. but he gigs all over the world yeah and mm. he's great and he he just uh, more crowd work he asked the guy down the front uh, what what he what he did for a living and then it sort of went somewhere how are you doing James life good right now it is great is it what do you do what do you do you went back to college did you what age you must be near 50 how did you you're a mature student, but you don't look as mature. You're drunk, and it's Monday night. <laughs> I'm a mature student. I've learned a lot of life lessons. To be honest, I just want to fuck 19-year-olds. That's I do. Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. What are you studying? Carpentry. There's college for that now, is there? Jesus Christ, good for you. You're like Joseph. <laughs> Jesus is Joseph. Good fucking for you. Do you ever think about Joseph? Do you ever think about him? Mary's husband, Joseph, Jesus' father. He was definitely, do you think, this is my theory. He was Mary's gay best friend. Wasn't he like, I think he had to have been, wasn't he? Like if you went back in time and went up to Joseph and you're like, hey, Joseph, he'd be like, hey. And he'd be like, married to Mary, right? Like, oh, I love Mary. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's my best friend in a lot of ways, you know? Like, you don't fuck her. You and Mary don't have sex at all. Like, oh, I know. I'm furious. <laughs> but them's the rules, you know? No pussy for Joey. And I love it so much, you know? But, you know, I guess I'll just stay working with wood. And, uh... Right. <laughs> Michael Great. Rice there talking to James Jimmy up the front maturity student <laughs> I love a bit of Joseph chat I love a bit of Joseph chat good stuff yeah poor, poor Joseph you know I always felt bad for him same Joe's stepdad to the god of the humans <laughs> yeah you know every book has like the kind of loser character to make the hero even cooler you know like the kind of mm. or like in, in a, a buddy movie the best friend is always more of a stoner or like doesn't have his life together more you know mm. and then and then so it kind of magnifies the protagonist into their hero journey that's what joseph that's what joseph is in the bible <laughs> <laughs> the, the the what do they call it involuntary celibate the involuntary yeah. virgin yeah um and he did everything right as far as the as far as we can tell from the bible joseph did everything right you know he was a good dude got married to, I mean, tried to get her in the end. wasn't his fault. I mean, he should have booked online, lastminute.com or something. That's where typical husband, I'm like that, leave everything the last minute. Yeah, end up yeah. in a manger, you know, not ideal, but at least the cattle weren't lowing, you know, they, they were quiet animals. Yeah, did they have, <laughs> so did they have like, a booking? <laughs> did you think Joseph <laughs> used that? Joseph probably wrote away in a manger. That was his comeback argument to Mary going, you had one job to do. Take me on a donkey across the desert and get me a nice place to give birth to the Messiah. And I end up in a, in a, in a pile of hay in a bloody barn. And then, and then Joseph's like, hey man, at least, at, least the animal, at least the cattle weren't lowing. At least the animals were quiet. Weren't they, weren't they quiet, fluffy animals? Uh, there was a fluffy yeah. sheep. 
What was the Bible a book about the birth of the Son of God, or was it just a book about a negligent father who can't book a fucking hotel? <laughs> yeah, get your shit together, man. What yeah. kind of dad are you? Book a fucking place, yeah. a manger. It's like you better get that. Maybe that's where. Maybe was he a carpenter before that? Or you know how some dads just get a job when they have to provide? He was in there going, "Geez, I'm gonna have to learn to do something," and he was just in a wooden shack manger and just thought, "Well, I guess I'll just try and build these for the rest of my life." How, how, but how bad a carpenter was he that he couldn't afford a night at the inn, or at least get it in advance? How, like? He surely couldn't have made a, sold a few chairs and then yeah. afford I mean, a night somewhere. If it was a good carpenter, got the Messiah on the way, you know, at the no room at the inn, did he try to be like, you know, hand him a bag of coins? Well, maybe this will change your mind. You know, kick someone out yeah. of there, or even the lobby. If, if, Look, she can what, <laughs> give birth in the lobby. If my but if my partner told me they're pregnant with the Son of God and I believed them. And we're, we're like, oh, you're expecting in one month and we're going on a road trip wherever. I would be like, I better book a place because this is the son of God and this is going to be a very important birth. Yeah. I'm not taking any risks here with animals in a manger. You know, <laughs> I, I'm taking... It's a homeless booking birth. In, homeless birth. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. great for the nativity because it's a great thing. I mean, it'd be different if every nativity was like you'd have to build a hotel and have concierge and all that sort of shit. Instead of the yeah, three wise yeah, men, <laughs> I'm, I'm the third porter. Uh, every few, Christmas, Christmas, every Christmas in your local church is just a nativity of the Hilton Hotel. <laughs> one star, <laughs> one star on, above on, it. On suite, the the penthouse, Jesus getting born. <laughs> they had great accommodation, uh, you know, for the birth. And and uh, and the the G, uh, the three wise men followed the one star. Uh, to the hills and, and, and found Jesus Lowe wrapped in room 115, wrapped yeah. in a bathrobe and slippers. The three wise men are just in the elevator waiting. For... Yeah, push, push the button, push the button. It's like, Jesus, it smells like uh, myrrh in here. Oh, no, frankincense. I can't remember what myrrh is. Joseph the negligent father. Joseph the negligent father. All of the gay best friends, as Mike said. So that's probably true as well. So Mike in a manger. Is where I sent my son. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get him a trade. 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 So, yeah, that was uh, Mike Rice uh, comedy online, the Stephen Mullen online, Brian O'Toole comedy, and Robbie Bonham. You can find all them uh, this week's comedians. Get on the line. We've tagged them in our Instagram, the underscore crack underscore den. Just look up Crack Den Comedy Club on the Insta. Great. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guy. It's oh, been a great one. And you're back next week, aren't you, Eddie? I am. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please follow, uh, share it, and uh, leave reviews on whatever platform. Or, um, but do, do tell your friends. Tell, tell your wives. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. And see, Eddie will be back in person into the club next week. All right. All right. See you then. See you then. See you then.